What up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back. Billionaires in boxers? What's that about? <laughs> Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Bros. Love what it, up? All right. Ready to rock and roll. Phil, For sure. I'm going to jump right into this. Normally, I got James run intros, but we're going to do this, uh, you and I, today. First, you're not in the States, are you? No, I'm not, brother. I am supposed to be in Cape Town, South Africa, but I'm currently just outside Liverpool in the UK. What? Well, okay, so, so, okay, I, I gotta know because in the states, podcasting is starting to take off. Mm -hmm. uh, things are are uh, a little bit more, uh, I guess, free willy nilly. I guess with people having the ability to go on video chats, something that is brand new uh, to most of the public. We've been yep. doing some video stuff on podcasting before, but now the public is going crazy. We hit COVID hit, so everything hit oh, a yeah. stop. Uh, tell me a little bit about you know what it is that you do, where you come from, and how's this been affecting you in podcasting? Sure thing, brother. I mean, well, for for a start, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I've been listening to the show earlier today, as I said, and it's been a it's going to be a load of fun. I'm absolutely sure of that. So, um, okay, billionaires in boxes is essentially a, a global entrepreneur network that is fueled by podcasting. Um, I always say I've been in podcasting for about ten years now. Got into it sort of sports and for fun but very quickly figured out how to monetize it, um, then brought it into the world of business. So I started to fuel my businesses with podcasting, mostly because I wasn't smart enough to work out digital marketing and I hated cold calling. So the best way to fuel my business was through podcasting. So I'm sure we could discuss that right. a bit. Yeah, you have uh, literally rung my bell, dude. That's something that I am super passionate about. Mm -hmm. uh, I got a background in real estate and taxes and, and accounting. Uh, and a sales call always sucked. It didn't matter yep. what I was prospecting for. Nobody wanted to give me the time of day to talk about any product or service that I was offering. Uh, yeah, you get referrals and you do that yep. sort of stuff too, but to do a sales call, that was horrible. People don't mm -hmm. give you five minutes of their time for a sales call, but I found that they give you 45 minutes of their time when you invite them to be on a podcast. Totally transformed the way I prospect and build my network. Mate, right. you, are, you are talking my language. So this is exactly what happened. So what ended up happening was I found about six or seven years ago that nobody cared about my businesses anymore. They all just wanted to know how I used the podcasting to grow the network. And that was it. I mean, I, I've been using it as like a value add. So I'd been selling my, my services. So I owned a recruitment business, which was a search business and a marketing business, ironically, although it was more kind of based around advertising. So we were fueling business with the podcast, exclusively with the podcast. And we were kind of using it as a value add and upsell and all this kind of stuff. And then people started coming to us saying, look, I don't want that. And I don't want that bit. I just want to know how you did that. So will you mm -hmm. mentor me in that? Will you teach me how to do that bit? Uh, and pretty soon I realized that actually that was the thing I enjoyed the most. I was doing the other stuff so I could get to the podcasting bit. So now the public and we're kind of saying, actually, we just want the podcasting bit. I couldn't have been happier. So, but I found exactly what you found. I found that, you know, let's use a really visual way of doing this. You make a list from top to bottom of the top 100 clients that you want to work with. You contact each of the CEOs and invite them onto a podcast to talk about two things, two questions. Number one, 
Who are you and how did you get from there to here? Second question, what does the future hold for your business? That's it. It's like magic. (laughs) Oh, my dude. And when I try to explain this to people, I don't think they quite understand how well that works. First of all, you as an individual, your favorite topic to talk about is yourself. Just 100%. first and foremost, right? And you're taught this in any kind of conversational outline that you, you know, when you go to a networking event, you know, we we uh we were taught in uh, real estate to use a Ford grid, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, right? Yep. And these are questions that you ask other people as you're having a conversation because if you ask them about themselves and they end up talking about themselves for 30 minutes, they like you because you talked about their favorite subject themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So you're just taking that same strategy. You're just putting it out on a different platform. And because you've been doing it on a regular basis, because you have a client database, you have an audience, you're not only giving them the opportunity to talk about themselves, but you're giving them an opportunity to brand or uh, solicit or share what it is they're doing, their product or service. And it 100%. just, it, and they, I don't know and about they you. Lo- they love you for it. So they do. you're building the best relationship you could ever do. So it's no like and trust, isn't it? And you're building the best relationship that you possibly can with that person. I mean, 45 minutes to an hour is not a short amount of period to spend one-on-one with somebody. Um, you're going to get to resonate with that person or not as the case may be. And that's pretty cool too, because you shouldn't be working with them if you don't resonate together. Mm-hmm. So actually it's saving you a headache for some terrible clients. You know, we've all had clients that we wish, oh, I wish I'd have known that at the beginning. Well, podcasting is <laughs> a great way to do it. If you get off the pod and think great piece of content, but that guy was an ass, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, don't work with them. <laughs> well, and, and even then, even if they're not an ass, they just may not be your ideal client, right? 100%. They may not be something that, that you might not offer a product that they're looking for, which is totally okay. But it's an interview process. Even yes. though they may might be more uh, on a more successful level than you are, you're mm-hmm. still interviewing them. It's kind of like a, a job interview, except you get to decide if you want to work with this person or not. 100%. And I, I, well, I decided that I was going to push this as far as I possibly could. So I wanted to use this for everything. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Like, I wanted to see just how much I could use a podcast for. Um, so- and boy, I mean, it wasn't just my business and the businesses we worked for. Like, I was pushing it for things like, um, okay, I want tickets to a Champions League final event and I'm going to use a podcast to get it. And we did twice, two years running. Um, I want to get a, an invite as a keynote speaker to go and speak at that event that they're paying thousands of dollars to the speakers to come and talk over in Shanghai about technology. I want to be on that stage with those people. Had did some podcasts. Wham, we were there and we were on that stage as a, as a paid keynote speaker. Um, you know, we use the podcast for everything. We, we, you know, we've used it to now we've used it for kind of building this incredible mentor network of just these incredible people. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll go into this in a bit more detail later, but some of the people who are working with us now, like I never could have dreamt of working with, and it came about in the way that you've just described. They have a passion or a cause or a product that they are really passionate about. They want a platform to talk about it. They want somebody to be interested. You being that person, especially if you're doing something you're genuinely interested in and passionate about, and that comes across in what you do, you're going to form some incredible relationships and the preconceptions you have in your mind about how big you can be or how scalable your business is or you know how realistic it is that you're going to be friends with these celebrities and best-selling authors and things, it's a very realistic possibility. With podcasting, nobody in the world is ever more, more than one move away. Ever. Oh my gosh, dude. It, it's, been, it's been night and day. 
I mean, literally in the last two years that I've been podcasting, Mm -hmm. um, I've become a much better speaker. I've mm-hmm. had much more confidence. I've networked with some of the greatest successful people in multiple industries. Mm-hmm. I have, I literally can reach out and text people that I never again would have even imagined. And here's the thing nine times out of 10, when I ask somebody to be on the show, they mm-hmm. say yes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They say well, yes. Well, here's one for you just today. I mean, I'm not showing off and name dropping, but I'll give you an example because this is somebody I only met recently on a podcast. Um, Marie Diamond, who's known as the secret behind the secret. She's from the secret movies and all that kind of stuff. Very, very successful, incredible woman. Um, I love her to pieces. Um, in fact, she's doing a global conscious women's movement, which if you haven't checked it out, plug for that, go and Google it. It was supposed to be a live event in London. Now it's sort of a female entrepreneur empowerment event that's happening remotely. So go and check it out. There's some cool stuff there. But, um, Marie was on the show talking about exactly that. And uh, we got chatting and, and I love Marie. She's brilliant. So we've ended up sort of exchanging some WhatsApp messages. I mean, even that's bizarre on its own, isn't it? I'm mm. suddenly WhatsApp messaging with the, the woman from the secret movie. And it's like, okay. Um, but today, just completely out of the blue, she sent me two names. The first one is the person who helped her design her app. Um, she was like, I think you need one for billionaires in boxes. I think it will be great. Here's my friend. Here's my guy. I've told him to expect your call. And it's like, Wow. And then the next one is, here's a really young up and coming speaker. He's fantastic in the law of attraction. I think you two will get on really, really well. I've told him to expect your call and sent him your number as well. Here's his number. So now Marie Diamond is lining up people for my show. Isn't it impressive? Like people become advocates of what it is you do. Uh, You've given them the space to talk. You've put on a, a quality show for them. And then they reach out. They're like, you know what? You know, and that's the strategy I used at the very beginning. So when I yep. first started doing interviews, I was I was literally, I had no idea how to do it. I didn't know about things like Matchmaker FM. I didn't know yep. about Facebook groups. I didn't have any of that stuff. So I reached no. out to somebody I knew and I interviewed them at the end of the show. I was like, hey, who do you think would be a good guest to have on the program? And they were like, understand the power of that question. You know, I ask every, well, not everybody. I ask everybody who I resonate with. That's an important distinction because you'll get it whoever you ask. So if it's Mm -hmm. somebody that you don't want more of, don't ask them this question. (laughs) But if it's it's somebody you're resonating with, the most powerful question that you can ask them when you finish this interview or the podcast discussion is, who else do you know who could help me with this? And you'll be amazed how many people will just go, right, let me get my phone book out and just do this, 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 or tell you what, I'll create a Facebook group or an email introduction. And you know what? I'd say 95% of the time they really do. And the 5% of the time they didn't, it was because it wasn't meant to be at that moment. So you know what it is, is it's something cool, right? Like I don't want to uh, share my contact information with a Tupperware party person because it's weird and I'm going to put them in an awkward situation or Mm -hmm. the door knocker that's coming to sell me solar or something like that. I don't want to give away information because then I look like a prick. But if I refer somebody to be on a podcast to promote themselves, that's awesome. You're it's doing cool, them huh? a favor and they're, they don't even realize how much of a favor they're doing to you. And everybody mm-hmm. wants to uh, share it with somebody they look up to. They want to bring value to somebody else. It's definitely mm-hmm. 100% of value add. Well, it's storytelling. Storytelling is the oldest form of communication. It's always been the best form of communication. And, and prior to what we now call the education system, which is more of kind of an indoctrination system, if we're completely <laughs> honest, but, you know, an education system, we had mentors. That was how the world survived for thousands of years. You had a mentor. Japanese word sensei literally means the one that came before. It's, it's about 
learning the lessons from the people who've been there and done that. And, you know, Napoleon Hill had it absolutely right all those years ago. You know, you go and speak to these people and you go and have conversations with them and you learn things. And, you know, you'll be amazed how many people at the highest level. I mean, we literally have billionaires as part of our network who we can now reach out to who, you know, I'm amazed every time they say it, but they say things like, you know, I see a lot of myself in you 30 years ago. So I want to help you. You know, I want to. I want to give you some advice like, oh, if, if I had my time over again, I'd do this, this, and this. And in fact, if you're interested, I know this person and this person who can make that a reality for you. And suddenly that, your, your world just changed. That is, is uh, I always call, I always compare it to the matrix. It's like mm. cheating. Like I, yeah, I, exactly I literally like get to talk to people who have been through something I want to go through. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to step in the crap that I'm going to step in if I didn't have them as mentors, if I didn't have that ability to talk to them. They get mm-hmm. to share with me their pearls of wisdom, their experiences. Hey, by the way, do this, don't do this. All that information. And I get to talk to somebody new every single day. Mm-hmm. That, 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 it's amazing, in yeah. what other world if aside from picking up a book and reading it which is very one-sided by the way very. right so you get a lot of information from reading and that's great but what if you can ask the author a question right mm-hmm. what if you can talk to them and say hey can you give me some clarification on x or whatever it is that you're talking about that's what this podcasting gets to do read their book and then guess what invite the author on your show 100%. and you can learn so much more from them and they're more than willing to come and talk to you because you're going to talk about their book but this is what i'm talking about you have to choose something that you're passionate about this can't i always say to people don't go into podcasting just to monetize it i can show you how to monetize a passion but don't go into it just for the money and i'll tell you why it doesn't come across as genuine so what you're talking about there about the author you know <laughs> hey tell me about your book Great. Where can they buy it? I mean, it it just seems so plastic because it is you're doing it to get them on the show so that you can sell sponsorship. That's why you're doing it. Whereas if you've genuinely read that book and say, can I just say I really resonated in chapter five when you had that complete breakdown because I had six months when I slept in my car as well and I had to rebuild. I have a serious question, though. I'm probably at the stage that you were in about chapter seven. Now, what, what advice would you give to somebody like me who is in their forties and rebuilding at the end of a marriage breakup. You know, what would you say? How did you get to this point right now? Yeah. It's the same thing when you're listening to a show on the radio and you're driving in your car, they're Mm -hmm. having a conversation and you're like, Oh man, I want to know this. Mm -hmm. You get to be that person who asked that question. Of course you You get to dive a little bit deeper. I'll I'll give you one more. Another reason why you should enjoy what it is that you're getting into podcasting for, because it actually is work. Right. Regardless of of whether or not you love it. Right. It makes the process a lot easier. But because you love to do it, when you have to do that stuff like post edit and promote and and chop up your long form, turn it into short form, post it on social, all that takes time and effort. And if you don't like what you're doing, you're going to give up really quick. Oh, I mean, we've done The amount of editing I've done over the years is ridiculous. I mean, and and that's not my skill either, but I've sat there on the kitchen counter at two o'clock in the morning trying to fix somebody's mic because one of the guys has got a beard and his microphone's rubbing against his beard the whole time. (laughs) So the whole show and some guys like breathing way too close to the mic. So it's like you got Darth Vader and the guy who sent it, you didn't send it as separate audio files. He's just sent it as one MP3 track that you're now (laughs) trying to, you know, all of this stuff. And it's like, and then, people dropping out midway through a Skype conversation and you just having to pretend like they're still there because you don't know when they're coming back in. Um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've done it all, man. And, and and it's like you said, like, thank thank God there are things like matchmaker.fm now. Big plug for them. And I actually know James Mulvaney well. He's a good guy. He's the guy who started it. 
I love him. Uh, I love him from matchmaker.fm, if nothing else. Um, but that stuff didn't exist when I first started podcasting. You'd have to do that manually. You'd have to kind of troll email addresses and phone calls and then later on LinkedIn and try and just get people to to get involved and and give you the time of day. But it was, you know, back then it was much harder, harder than it is now. There is literally no excuse not to do it right now. Um, and my my feeling behind it has always been like people talk to me about monetizing it right so the thing with monetizing is you can get sponsorship you can get advertising you can do all that kind of stuff but actually i really love it for the thing that me and you both know works but a lot of people don't do which is fueling your business in a really natural way mm -hmm. i mean using that analogy i gave before if let's say you email 100 of those ceos or you call 100 of those ceos and invite them on 50 of them are going to say yes you can't handle more than 10 of them right now. Be honest with yourself. There's no, oh, if 10 say yes, you're in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. Now you're talking about being up all night really late trying to do not only your podcast stuff, but you're actually trying to do the work of mm -hmm. your own particular business. Yeah, or, we, we, or you we, do exactly what you do with business development. So how many people do this? They do a big business development push. They win a load of business. They're too busy for business development now because they're delivering on the business. They deliver the business and then go, oh, there's no pipeline because I've not been doing any business <laughs> development. So then they're doing this whole roller coaster thing up and down. How many podcasters do the same thing? It's like, oh, now I've won 10 clients. I haven't got time for my podcast now. Three, four months later when the work's done, but there's nothing left in the pipeline, they're going, what was different? What did I have? Oh, yeah, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me yeah. go and do that again. Well, that's why they, they suffer from cash spurts instead of cash flow, right? And yeah, that's, exactly. that's a big that's a big differentiation. Like for, for us in the insurance agency, that's what it's about. Every person we meet, well, as long as they're in California, right? Uh, mm -hmm. As long as they're in California, and they become an insurable partner. They, either they we can insure their business or they're going to send us some referral business or at least they're going to send us some clients that might be interested in being guests on the podcast. It's been 100% the best ride here now let's let's talk a little bit about sponsorships and sure. you know those types of things because um a lot of people get into this podcasting space and they're like i'm gonna make a lot of money i'm gonna get sponsors and i i have this this uh my thing is the sponsorship i consider to be the holy grail of podcasting mm -hmm. it's absolutely what you want to shoot for not mm -hmm. the easiest thing right off the bat it depends actually I'll, I'll kind of give you a comeback to that. So you're right. It gets easier the, the further you go on because it, it's like anything. The more credibility you've got, the easier it becomes. But ultimately, it's it's if you know your value add. So I always say it's a really simple process, okay? You work out who the audience are that you're trying to speak to. So call that your ideal customer avatar. Call that whatever the hell you like, okay? It's that person, that audience. Now what you have to do is work out who has more of that audience and who has value to add to that audience that they want to hear about. What problems do they have? Do they want solutions for? And who has those solutions? Then you combine the people with the audience with the people with the, the value add. You put the two of them together on your network, enjoying an incredible piece of content, learning, inspiring lots of people, and loads of really interesting opportunities come out of it. Now, the joy of that is as soon as you have your audience and your value add, you can start talking to sponsors. Obviously, the rate of sponsorship you get will range from, from when you're first mm -hmm. starting to when you've really established and you're getting 10,000 downloads a day and things. But the, the reality is most people will sponsor you based on your story, not based on your stats. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely – you know what? That does make sense. 
because they're behind a story there could be potential power mm-hmm. they can have an additional push they can set they can help uh bring their existing database back into light through your story so like you you so i'll give an example we're, we're um there's a huge i, I want to name them but i'm not allowed yet there's a huge company in the us who have just bought out a load of uh tv companies and they are looking to create content <laughs> so they're kind of creating uh, you know infomercial videos and just stuff that's going to be sort of infotainment if you want to look at it that way it's going to be it's going to be interesting it's going to be enjoyable to watch but there's going to be some messages in there as well and some things to learn so personal development entertainment which i'm i'm really looking forward to but we were at the same time looking for more places to push our content so we had a podcast which became a radio show which became a tv series which has now become live events and movies which is really cool but we still have our tv series in fact we've just been picked up by our third network in africa so we now go across 30 million homes across africa which is ridiculous right it's absolutely insane but it came about from a podcast like this is when when people say to me oh it can't be done i promise you there's people watching this there's people listening to this right now that are going oh it wouldn't work for my business it wouldn't work for me yeah pardon the language but i'm calling bullshit on that one it's just it's just not happening so let me pick your brain about this um i have the one show and i've been considering maybe thinking branching off doing something else targeting a different audience yeah. uh you have people who are on the one extreme they, they can barely think about and maybe put together one show and i got people mm-hmm. on the other extreme they're like i'm gonna do three or four different types of shows mm-hmm. what have you seen as something that might work might not work to either one of those sides do you know what? I I, it, I always say the same thing about content. And it's a similar question when people ask me, how often should you put content out? And the answer is as long as it remains relevant. <laughs> if it continues <laughs> to add value, put it out. If it's just you kind of bleating on for 15 minutes on a Friday because you've committed to doing three podcasts, it's now week three on the Friday and you're completely out of things to say. That's pointless, right? Also, if you wouldn't enjoy it, other people aren't going to enjoy it either. Right, it's it's a it's a pretty simple rule. So if it's just you on your own monologuing and moaning, you know some people might like that if they're throwing themselves a pity party and want to join in. But most of the human race aren't going to resonate with that very well. So you're not going to get to the ten thousand downloads <laughs> that way. No, no. Well, I hope not. Um, <laughs> but you know, I guess when it comes to your show, it, it's so. I'll word it this way. When I grew my sports networks, because somebody asked me this the other day, and it was a really interesting question. So they said, how did you sell a podcast network? Surely a podcast is you. And I was like, originally, yes, but I'd phased myself out of the shows because actually my thing became about value add. My thing became about the person who adds the most value wins. So I want to win. And the best way that I can do that is to have loads of people who are really passionate about certain subjects, some about business, some about design, some about economics, some about sport, some about personal development, some about fitness. And they each go off to interview people in that space that the same celebrities, coaches, you know, people that I do, best-selling authors, except they're doing it in their space because it's so much better that someone who absolutely lives and breathes yoga interviews the yoga expert from the states rather than me who kind of doesn't really understand yoga i mean i, I give it a go but i uh, believe yeah. you me i don't get it right i don't the, the, i'm still i'm still looking at the tv kind of upside down trying to figure out whether i'm doing it right or not oh have you heard uh, of that goat yoga no i haven't <laughs> oh dude there's this new craze i've seen it they do like these little it's yoga 
but they had oh, these yeah. little baby goats and the instructors come and put the baby goats on top of the person doing their poses. It is yeah. so weird, but apparently it's, it's a thing. At all. <laughs> it's so distracting. But you, I, I, yeah, l- listen, I struggle with these poses and positions anyway. If you put a goat or any sort of farmyard animal on me, we're going we're gonna to have a problem. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll need to be really careful. Read the small print if I ever go to a yoga retreat. Make sure there's no livestock there. Um, no, it's totally it's totally a weird thing but but again it's a matter of, of staying relevant right and that was of kind of my, my point in that is is yeah a yoga person who does yoga on a regular basis mm-hmm. would know these types of trends would be able to talk about you know i don't know different poses different levels of expertise different clothing attire different you know everything boutiques I mean, whatever it is it's always it's usually the advanced stuff and if you think about it that's who they really want to talk to not everybody wants to be talking to beginners and trying to convert people all the time you know most people myself included I like selling to podcasters who already have a podcast and want to know how to monetize it. Why? Because they have a problem and they have a need that I can solve really <laughs> quickly. Whereas, you know, I might be having a conversation with like a business owner, for example, saying like, when we do this mentoring stuff in the States and in the UK, there's usually competitors in the tens, if not in the hundreds, right? Except the places we're now putting this into in Africa and India, where their podcast markets are about 17, 18 years behind here. Their their competitors become less than five always, and usually less than three. So it's like you you don't understand how obvious this is as a decision. Like I really want to just make this so clear for you. It's like it's like me asking you in two thousand and three if you wanted a website for your business. Like this is not a difficult question, and I even word it as simply as this: if you don't get it, that's okay because for every Netflix, there has to be a blockbuster. That's right. That's right. And and here's the thing about when, when I don't know about you, you probably get this too, but when you want to start a podcast, you can do it for this many dollars. Yeah, it's not you like can. you need a, a ton of money to get no. started. The distribution is free. The, the hosting can be free. The video mm-hmm. platform can be free. You literally can do everything you need to, to develop your content for free. And yet here you are teaching them to take this free service yep. and turn it into dollars. That's an infinite return on investment. It's incredible, huh? But but still, you struggle. People struggle with the concept of it, which which blows my mind because it's like this is such an obvious thing. I mean, it's so it's so easy to say it this way. If 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 you want to be known as the expert, the number one in your field for what you do, nothing will help your brand better than a knowing all of these really powerful people, and b imagine every time somebody Google's you know expert in whatever it is, or I'm looking for the best whatever service or restaurant or whatever the hell it is right and they go to google and there's 50 of your podcasts interviewing the most interesting people in the sector and there's 50 guest podcasts of you on other people's shows adding value talking about the thing that you're most passionate about if you are the number one podcaster in what you do it's very difficult for people to differentiate between you being the number one at what you do Mm -hmm. well here's here's the funny ironic weird simple answer to that uh it's a matter of you putting out content. Like mm-hmm. you literally make yourself well connected. You literally yep. make yourself the number one in the industry. Mm-hmm. You literally by putting out content on a regular basis and 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 through through this podcast media, chopping it up, putting it on Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. You just mm-hmm. place it out there. Whether or not people know exactly what you do, they recognize you and they mm-hmm. recognize your brand and they know that you're well connected. And that opens doors to so many different things. You, you, you know, uh, was it who is it? Uh, 
Earl Nightingale talks about success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal, a worthy ideal. You may not know what, you know, how that's going to happen, how that goal is going to be attained, but if you know what it is and you constantly work towards it, it will develop itself. You got into podcasting not really knowing, I mean, you had an idea, but you didn't know where it was going to take you. The doors no that is opened are crazy. I but always say the same thing do. about well, I say the same thing about billionaires in boxes is that it almost feels like a privilege just to take care of it now. It was originally my idea. It's not my idea anymore. It's much bigger than my idea. I had no idea it was capable of this. Um, I mean, I'll give you a, a perfect example because it's something that happened really recently. Um, Dr. Travis Fox, he's actually like, I think he's still ranked as the world's leading passive income coach. Um, you know, he was in the the prequel to the the Secret movie, he which reached like 500 million people. He was in How Thoughts Become Things, best-selling author, all this kind of stuff. Met him on a podcast, true story. Met him on a podcast, fell in love with the guy. He was brilliant, off air, went quite ballsy. And I said, will you be my mentor? Now, I know who this guy mentors, right? <laughs> so this guy's like <laughs> this guy is like the mentor. It's like CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, you know, founders of FedEx. And, you know, he knows some, some serious muscle, right? And... I asked him, would he be my mentor? And he said, actually, do you know what? I really enjoyed this podcast. And yeah, do you know what? what why the hell not? I see a lot of myself. Let, let's do this. We can we can really do some good together. It's funny because I really want to do more work in India and Africa. And they're the two markets that you're really big in. So this this works for me. Let's do it. And since then, he honest, honest to God, brother, he has rolled out the red carpet for me and my team. You know, He has this course that's a couple of thousand dollars to to get into the right mindset training. He gifted that to all of my team, every single member, no matter how junior or senior, he gifted them all and said, there it is, go do it. And then when I told him about us doing our podcast mentorship program on our online courses, which are kind of videos to guide people right from where you are now to understanding how to do what we do, right? Right, You know, it's the global networking. It's the, here's how you have those conversations. It's here's how you formulate it. Here's how you figure out your value add and just guide them right the way through that process. And what was great was Travis said to me, do you know what? I love the sound of that because, you know, people are going to be creating and they're going to be storytelling and networking and just creating an even bigger buzz and empowering even more people. I want to help you with that. So I tell you what, completely free of charge. Here's the first couple of weeks of my mindset training for them as well. Not just for your team. Everybody who gets the course gets it. And they can go through this because if they're going to create something amazing, I want them creating from the best possible place. I want them creating from their being. That is, dude, in in the free stuff, that is high quality free stuff. Incredible right? stuff. Incredible quality free stuff. That doesn't even, the undertones of some of the other free stuff that you get, I mean, little things like the, the swag wall in, in the back, that's gifts that come in from people who, you know, been on the podcast. Things cool, like huh? you talked about the tickets to, to events or mm -hmm. open, It's it's just been an amazing experience. I don't understand why, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's just me, but there's a huge passion behind me trying to get people to start their podcast. Any business that. that has it, like you have to get started. You're on the other side. You're like, all right, you got started. Now let's make some money off it. You've mm. shown the consistency factor. You know, it was like, put me in coach. Cool. Now you're in, you're in the game. Let yep. me show you how to score. Right. And, and th those well, it, two it becomes easier and easier brother as well, because what happens oh. with the billionaires in boxes network is the more people. So we cherry pick who we work with. Right. And the reason we do that is there's no point giving all five competitors in any, any sector, the same competitive advantage. Cause all that happens is they all move five steps further forward. What's mm -hmm. the point, Right. 
somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. So we cherry pick the one, not based on how big they are or how much revenue they have or how many offices they have. It's based entirely on do we resonate with them and who are they trying to help and empower? And if we resonate with that message, we're going to bring you on board and we're going to blow your competitors out the water and it's going to be amazing. Now that used to be it and that used to be amazing just on its own. But now with all these coaches and mentors and entrepreneurs and all these incredible people saying, I want to get involved. I want to come and do these live events over there. Let's let's shoot a movie while we're over there. And I mean, this is all stuff that's really happening. Um, and I can't believe it. I think if I genuinely, we, we're now going to have to put on multiple events because I now have too many world leading speakers saying that they want to come to have it on one event. It wouldn't be possible. I mean, what that's a what what a problem to have. All right, you've uh, you've established yourself as uh, a great podcaster. You've uh, been able to experience a lot of things because of the network people that you've met. I want to play two truths and a lie with you. It's going to be hard to decipher some of these truths and lies because of the things that you've done so far. So mm. here we go. All right, so two truths and a lie. It's pretty simple. You're gonna tell me two truths and a lie. I'm gonna try through uh, the power of you know listening and seeing if I can decipher based on how I've met you for the last 32 minutes if I can determine the truth from the lie. So go ahead, give me two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. Okay. I had five careers by the time I was 20. There's one. All right. I spoke on the biggest stage in China. Okay. And I played for Manchester City Football Club as a child. All right. So uh, um, I'm going to go. Okay. So five careers. Um, you know what? I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to go with that one as the truth, uh, mainly because 17 years of business allowed me to speak multiple languages and have different conversations on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go with the biggest stage. That's got to be something that you were shooting for. So I'm going to say you got that. Uh, <laughs> and see, professionally playing football. Mm, all right. That's the only one that's different. So I'm going to call that one a lie. How'd I do? You failed. Oh, okay. So which one? So I, tell I, really, me which one's I really did play for City and I really did do China. So I didn't have that many careers before I was that age. If I really want to know, by that age, all I wanted to be was a footballer. That really? Was, that was my whole life soccer player for you guys. So that, yeah, was yeah, all, yeah. that was all I ever wanted. It was all I ever dreamt of. Um, and then I got dropped when I was 15, 16. I never got my professional contract. So I ended up moving out to Hungary to go and play in Central Europe. Um, and I kept fracturing my shin bone. So in the end, I got medically retired, went into coaching. And I always tell the story of it was about minus 18, minus 19 degrees centigrade. Um, I was stood on the side of the pitch in this big coat and scarf, watching the kids play, realizing that whilst I love the kids, I did not get the same buzz that I got from playing. And it was time <laughs> for a different journey. Uh, and I literally handed in my notice. I served the next two months until the season was up and I went. And I, I had no idea what I was going to do, but I was going to do something else. Man, I had a I had a conversation with uh, somebody the other day, and it's second chance uh, athletes, and talking about exactly that about what yep. happens when you have to hang up the cleats, right? When it's over, mm -hmm. what's next? You just don't feel the same. You want to stay in the same arena. You want to yep. kind of stay in the sports thing, but some people aren't built to coach. They're built to play, no. right? And, and you had a you had a well. Leave I, that, it. 
the hardest thing for me was that many of my friends actually went on to go and have very successful careers. And whilst mm. I love them for it, you know, sitting, I remember being really overweight because I piled on loads of weight. I was sat in a bar in Mallorca in Spain and I was with my friends and I, I was tanking maybe my eighth or ninth beer of the night. And it was probably about eight 30 in the evening. You know, it was one of those kind of days. <laughs> um, and I remember looking up at the TV and watching England play Germany and one of the, my best friends from the academy, somebody who I'd grown up with and played alongside, was coming on as the England substitute. And I was just like, it was almost like, that was supposed to be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of life. But, you know, at some point, you've just got to realize that, and, and I really do now, I, I genuinely, if I had the chance to go back and change any mistake, I would not do it because it led me to this point right here. And I love this point right here. You know, I love my business. I love how many people we empower. It provides a great living for me and my team. It's such a huge value add. I have a wonderful wife and two small children and I get to travel the world and do all these amazing things. So it, it's an absolute blessing and a, and a privilege and I wouldn't change a thing. All right, one more then. Shanghai, biggest yeah. stage. You got to tell me what that was like. So it was pretty cool. Um, I had a moment, and this is a true story, I had a moment of imposter syndrome about 10 minutes before I went on. Um, I almost gave myself a panic attack because I realized that I was sandwiched in between Sony and Microsoft speaking. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm going to get out there. And these like three, 4,000 senior execs from mostly across Asia, but around the world, senior in the technology industry, are going to, they're going to look right through me. They're going to go, Who's this guy? Why the hell is he talking to us? How much are we paying him again? Um, you know, and it's it's not gonna go well. And even though I knew my stuff, and, and I'll tell you this as well, I hadn't long been in, in that sector. I was on that stage talking about virtual reality marketing. I'd only been in virtual reality six weeks by the time I was on that stage. And the irony was, not only did I manage to get on that stage, which was pretty cool, it just fueled the rest of our business. I did so as I was a one-man band freelancing into a design agency that were doing some work in VR, but I was still just a one-man band. And I got the British government to pay. The International Office for Trade sent me to China to go and do this talk. And then they paid me while I was there to, to stay and speak and do all this stuff. Six weeks, six weeks after I started in this industry. And you know how the speech went down so well? You know why people loved it so much? Because I did six weeks worth of podcasting. I interviewed every VR person I could find and said, what are the problems with VR? What do you like about it? And what do you think we need to see in the industry? I collated them, saw, oh, that's a pattern. That's a pattern. And that's a pattern. Simplified it into ways that I could explain it to just the most simple person and went up on stage and did that. You had six straight weeks of practicing and talking about the subject. Yep. No, see, and that's the thing, right? I remember being in high school and uh, my wife teaches English. So, you know, it, you know, sorry, English teachers, but mm -hmm. I'll, I've never read a book that they assigned. I would just take yeah. segments of it and BS my way through it, turn in what they wanted to. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's, it's, it's weird because now I'm like it, with the internet, you can cheat. And with podcasting, that's cheating, podcasting but in a cheating. fair way, right? You literally were able to ask the questions that you wanted, took the valuable information and it wasn't really your information. It was the information that you did as research to present it to people right in between Sony and Microsoft, right? You had two Titans of industry come in and then you came super prepared and just well, get this as well. This is the best thing. So this is this huge stage. Like it's absolutely massive. So if you type into Google Mobile World Congress Shanghai, you'll see how big this main stage is. It's, it's absolutely humongous. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg had been on that stage a year earlier. 
Um, and, and here I was on this stage presenting. Now, as I'm coming off the stage, this is a true story, and I'm sure you won't mind me sharing it. Um, as I'm coming off the stage, I'm walking down this step. I'm kind of, everyone's applauding. It's lovely. It's fine. Coming down the thing. About to go and sit back in my seat, and there's this really huge, mean-looking guy um, sort of launching himself towards me really quickly. And, and there was a moment that I thought, that's it. I'm being thrown out. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> I've screwed it. Um, I, I was like, well, I had no idea. I mean, because you're wearing worse critic, right? So I was yes. like, everyone's going to think this is terrible, all this kind of stuff. So I'm torturing myself whilst I'm on this big stage. And um, I start walking down the stairs, and this guy comes up to me. He's, he's kind of very short hair, um, almost like Slavic features. You could almost say like he had kind of like, he looked quite, quite Russian almost, I suppose. And he's this big guy, starts walking towards me, sticks his hand out, grabs my both hands, shakes my hand and said, I enjoyed your presentation. I have to go. I'd like to work together and put a business card in my hand and left and literally just walked off. Like, but this is in front of everybody. This is like, I'm still on the second step on the way down. Like I'm thinking, who's this guy that he's just walked up to the stage and done. So I kind of come down and sit back in my seat and everyone's going, what was that? What, what did he say? What did he say? So I told them and I looked at my business card, senior vice president for Microsoft Asia, Danny Yamin. Wow. He's the guy who was single-handedly picked by Bill and all the other senior guys to go over to uh, to Asia and get the HoloLens project kicked into shape and get it ready, which is their VR project. Um, and I'd essentially just spent an entire presentation moaning, saying that you're not going to be able to advertise there until you gamify it because people aren't going to buy a device just so that you can sell to them. That doesn't make any sense. How marketing works is you give them a reason to be there and then you put adverts there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm playing with my son's Oculus Quest. That thing is amazing. Cool. Huh? And I, I, yeah, and I know ads are going to be all around me here very, very soon. Right now it's very fun. It's kind of mm -hmm. like Facebook at the beginning, right? Yeah. No ads, totally fun. Everything's cool. Share everywhere. Great. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, organic reach. And then slowly but surely a marketer takes over, right? A marketer's mm -hmm. job is to ruin everything that's fun. So, First, you got to make it fun, and then you can come in with the marketers and ruin it. But that's what that's what podcasting is all about. I mean, podcasting is it's the it's the most simple form of getting away from all of that. It's nobody's trying to advertise, nobody's trying to sell. People are just having a conversation. They're just networking globally. Like I could sell you my course. I could talk to you about our different courses and our different packages. That's really boring. You want to do that? Go to the website, check it out, <laughs> check out the click funnels. I'm just going to tell you the life that I'm living as a result of it. And if you like the sound of it, then people can come and do it. If you don't and you think I'm nuts, then don't. I'm loving it. So, And in fact, that was, that was honestly how I felt when I first started podcasting as well. So I really want to stress this because one of the reasons that you often hear people give up on podcasting is because they're not getting as enough listeners that they consider mm -hmm. that a success. Okay. Well, let me flip that on its head for you. I couldn't care less if somebody was listening to my podcast at the beginning because it was being used as a tool to go and talk to the people that I wanted to talk to and do business with and build a relationship with them. If nobody listened to it, more fool them because there was loads of golden nuggets in there that could have helped you improve your career or your life. So you're a sucker. If you don't want to listen to it. And you don't want to improve your life. Don't. No skin off my nose. You know, but I did, I do, and I absolutely loved it. And then you meet other people that do. And you know what the irony is? People come and listen to your show. You you end up getting these speaking opportunities. You end up getting TV shows and radio shows and events, if that's really what you want to do. You end up getting those things because you're being genuine. You're not trying to sell something. You're a genuine person having a genuine conversation saying, I want to learn more. 
I'm inspired by your story. Please, can you tell me more? And as you said, right back at the beginning, just to loop all the way back around, everybody loves talking about themselves. 100%. I mean, even Gary Vee says it's not about the number of downloads. You never know when that one person that's, that needed to hear that message, hears the message, mm-hmm. takes you on a whole different level. You're studying VR for six weeks and all of a sudden, you know, Microsoft VP shows up and wants to work with you. You don't know who's listening. It's not the number. It's who's listening. And, mm-hmm. and not just that. Again, you already got the benefit from networking. You already exactly. have, have the, the upper hand because you've gotten to interview somebody that you would not have known to that point the fact that anybody listens after that that's a bonus 100 percent. and you know what the the irony is it starts to fuel itself as well doesn't it so you think about that event what did i do at that event i podcasted every person in that speaker's lounge and vip lounge why because when else am i gonna have 50 to 100 of asia's top tech people in the room at the same time not and just you, that like if they, you, did that, you did that ahead of time right you did that had, ahead of yeah. time Oh, well, I did that ahead of time and I had a small mic. In fact, here, let me grab it. It's right here. I literally keep it on my bookshelf because I love it. Whilst I'm breaking everything in my house. <laughs> so oh. the, I took this little baby with me. In fact, I think it was the white one that, that preceded this. But I took this little baby with me and I put it, plugged it into my laptop, my MacBook, put it on the table, plugged it into charge, sat there with a the mic, I literally put it in the middle of a table didn't even have a pop filter, just this little mic in the middle of a table and literally just did like a speed date thing almost. It's like, here, senior vice president of huge company, sit down and tell me about yourself for 10 minutes. Right, your time's up. Thanks for your time. Off you go. Next person that's huge. I mean, if I'd have been trying, look at this. I had a marketing and recruitment business prior to this, right? If I'd have called any of those guys and asked them for a call back about marketing and recruitment, do you think I'd have got it? No, you wouldn't even gone through. Mm-mm, never. They have teams of people to stop that happening. Instead, what happens after those conversations is you, sometimes you don't even need to ask. In fact, quite often you don't even need to ask. I've genuinely got to the stage now. And it's a true story where I'm sat during a, a, a podcast thinking, okay, I really want to ask them this at the end of the interview. I'm going to ask them about doing something together because I, I really love this person, right? Show finishes and they go, that was really great. Thank you so much for having me. By the way, I wanted to say, we're doing this, this, and this. Like, Would you like to, <laughs> would you like to get involved? And it's like, uh, yeah, that's yeah, an amazing yeah. idea. Of course. You I took would. my last question from me, but absolutely. That's exactly yeah, what I wanted to do. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I would love to. In fact, I know loads of people that could help you with that. Let me put you in touch. Let me ask you, do you know anyone that can help me with this? And it's like, yes, I do. And suddenly that one person has turned into a business venture, three or four more podcast guests, a couple of useful service contacts. And now my network also love me because I've introduced introduced them to another person who's now part of the network that they can partner with, that they can do business with. Um, one of the speakers from The Secret, very famous, won't say who because I don't know if I'm allowed. Um, we do quite a lot. We work with, with a few of them actually and do their live events across India and Africa exclusively. Um, but one of them has actually just hired my automation guy in India to start doing their website and app stuff. Um, they were like, who do you use? And I was like, this guy is brilliant. And he was like, fine, send me that guy, please. I'd be so grateful. They've had a voice <laughs> chat today and now they're working. Meanwhile, he's messaging me going, dude, I cannot believe 
who is messaging me. <laughs> I've just got a voice note of this person on WhatsApp. What is going on? I was like, yeah, yeah, they said they get in touch. They're lovely. Don't worry about it. And it's like, what do you mean? Don't worry about it. Like, it's this but that's the power, right? Your network is grateful to have you in that network because you're able to feed them things like mm -hmm. that, right? These referrals that you're sending out, you know, it already blows your mind that you're working with these people. For them who haven't even podcasted, they're like, you become such a valuable mm -hmm. asset because you send over clients like that hugely bro and and you know what that's why it forms such a big part of our the mentoring that we do so it's almost like get your mindset right learn how to podcast learn how to network get your strategy to monetize it so now you're podcasting you understand the full process how you're going to get your guests where your value add is who you're speaking to you know how you're going to monetize it you're good to go the very final piece there's two bits to it number one if you're in our mentorship program, you get to meet Dr. Travis Fox, the world's leading passive income coach. And by me, I don't mean like some webinar thing. I mean, he comes onto a Skype call with a few of us or a Zoom call with a few of us and answers direct questions about your business. Why? Because he wants to give back and he wants to add to the network. Plus, I think he's probably quite keen to get your feedback on the two-week mindset program of his you've just done. The, fi the final thing that you get is a one-on-one -on -one session with either me or one of our senior mentors from the team, right? And that's exactly what we do. We say, okay, You've got to the end of the program now. You're good to go. Hit me with it. Who are you? What's your value add? Who's your audience? Who are you trying to speak to? Who are the people that has that, that value add? Who are the people that have those audiences? Talk to me about it. They give you that information, and it's, it's, it's like Christmas, and I really enjoy it. So I go, okay, I know this person, this person, and this person. Uh, do you want to do the overseas stuff? Because I've got these guys in North America. I've got these guys across Africa. I know this team in Australia who are awesome. You're going to have to do a middle-of-the-night job to interview them, but it'll definitely be worth it. Um, and this isn't just podcast guests. Sometimes it is, but this is a mixture of podcast guests. Here's a sponsor I think you should speak to because I think it matches the same kind of audience. Um, you know, here's a couple of businesses I actually think would be interested in your service and they're always looking to do more podcast and content stuff. I mean, it's, it's a real ridiculous. it's a real it's pleasure. Yeah. And, and it sounds exaggerated, but it's the reality. Oh, it's, it's so simple. Like, it, it, it falls into place. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. It's it's so it. Look, people can relate to it though, right? Because everybody's had a time in their life when they were really good at something or they were just in, in, in the zone, right? Mm -hmm. What happens when you're in the zone? Everything's effortless. Yes. Effortless. You don't need to try hard to make this stuff happen. You, it just happens. It's like that, that game where you just every, every three-pointer you shot went in, right? And you couldn't do that again if you tried, but it was that moment you were in flow. It couldn't be easier to the point where you start doing trick shots and all kinds of stuff that you've never done before because everything's going in, so why not? So, you know, that's, that's exactly what this is like. It's like, well, why can't we do an event for, you know, a thousand people across Africa by the end of the year and then jump over to India and do the same thing? Why can't we do that? And it was like, well, actually, we can if we plug in these people, that's actually really simple. It's like they, they already have the blueprint. We do this, this, this. And it's like, oh, well, maybe we should have made 2,000 people. And suddenly you're challenging yourself because that thing that you thought was impossible two weeks ago, you've just achieved it and gone, oh, well, maybe it wasn't such a big deal. What's the big goal? Yeah, now you start leveling up at every at every point. And it's mm -hmm. And, and you know, what's amazing is you look back and now you've been doing this for, you know, a decade or so mm -hmm. you look back and you think about, you know, where you were at the beginning and <laughs> you've become that mentor that people look up to. 
now yeah. you can go back to that initial podcast that. and be like, I'm, I remember being in your shoes. I remember this is where you were. Let me help you get to yes. where I am. A hundred percent. And actually I always say that the, the really successful people have just failed more times than you have. So the one great thing is they have a lot of failure stories and people can learn a lot from those lessons. So my attitude was always, I learned from other people's lessons and failures and, 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 and get the wisdom from them. But I've also made all the mistakes you can possibly make over the last 10 years of podcasting so that you don't have to. Um, you know, I always say to people, if you have a podcast, if you if you own a podcast right now and you're not monetizing it, either to fuel your business or at least to get some cash so it's paying you to actually create this content, you need to stop and have a serious rethink because there are there are some clear strategies out there obviously mine being the best, but there are some clear strategies out there that can teach you how to do that. And I, I really, really wish that people would just wake up to the reality of how easy it can be to become known as the number one in whatever it is they do, personal brand or business brand. It's the same simple formula. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I can't, you know, it's, it's, and here's the thing, time flies, right? You know, a 30 minute show turns into like a 50 minute show. Uh, and it's because you love the content that you're talking about. You love Usually. what it is that you're doing. Uh, is it still work? I, you know, I'm gonna tell everybody the same thing. Yeah, it's still yeah. work, but it's work that you enjoy doing. And if mm -hmm. you can do work that you enjoy doing, it's you, you're going to love doing it. You're going to make the process that much easier to do. And yes, you're going to meet people just like Phil that can help you take your podcast to the very next level so that you're doing it full time so that this is your Usually. thing. This is my thing. This is my job. Can you believe that? Like this, 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 <laughs> this is my job. And, I, and I'll tell you this as well. My attitude was always, and I, I got this from sport and this is the last thing I'll probably leave your listeners with, but I, I really love this advice. So if I may, it's, it, you don't have to think locally and you don't have to do everything yourself. So I always knew that a team full of cherry picked international players will dominate against any local side. Mm. It's as simple as that because you cherry pick the best players. So my attitude was always, why do I have to recruit somebody within 60 minutes drive of my office? Why can't I recruit the best person for this project anywhere in the world? Now, the joy of podcasting is you could treat it as they do with TV shows. So I'll give you a bit of a hint. Most TV shows will need at least six to 10 episodes before airing the first one, just in case something happens or there's an issue with production or whatever the hell goes on, right? Treat your podcast in the same way. Give your guest the expectation. Look, I'm going to be recording, you know, six to eight of these episodes before I start releasing them. My my release date is penciled in for this time. I'll let you know closer to the time. Um, you know, who should I talk to in your marketing department so that we can get them to share this out with your list? It's a great thing to send to your database and keep them engaged, listening to the stories that your CEO is sharing. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, email your database. Mm -hmm. Um you know, but all that kind of stuff and then do it. And I'll tell you why you could do it that way. If you're interviewing the people that you want to work with, you're probably picking up some business by this point, which means that the podcast has just paid for itself. So now when you're going into pay hosting and all this kind of stuff, you're doing it out of profit that the podcast has already made just from the conversations. So then outsource it. That's how I started. Well, that's a lie. I started doing it myself and then realized how much time I was spending doing this. And that actually I could go on Fiverr or Upwork and I could find someone to edit this podcast stuff for me for not, not next to nothing, but like a relatively inexpensive fee, certainly more than I would value my time at. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I would pay that person to create the podcast. And what happened? It meant I had time to record two or three more podcasts. So now I was putting out four or five episodes a week instead of one and then begrudgingly editing it throughout the week because it was annoying, <laughs> you know? Um, but or, you can find, or you can find cool ways like us where we uh, we use StreamYard and we add yeah. our own intros, add on our, add our outros, add it. banners and all that live. And I don't have to do any uploading. I, no, I, you I know, it. I don't upload to YouTube after that. It's already there. Facebook, it's already there. Our segments are already built in. Like everything is already good to go. I so it. I can take that outsource and even shred their time to give them other tasks to do. And yeah, you're absolutely right. So there's no reason you can't do that. In fact, set yourself a podcast budget. That's what I tell my guys. Set yourself a budget, you know, market it, actually market it. And I'll tell you why, because you're probably spending money on PPC or AdWords for your business and constantly head to head competing against whoever and the price is constantly going up. Well, if none of them have a podcast, sponsor your podcast instead, because what you'll find is that Google and Facebook really, 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 really like content. That's why when you search stuff on Google, one of the first things you see after their sponsored ads is the list of images and videos that they want you to interact with. So if you have a podcast on your, <laughs> he's in my team. That's why he's asking. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. Uh, one of my teams just asked whether I have a team of people doing this for me. Yes, I do. And he's very good. Um <laughs> But, you know, but th that's what I mean. So we got to that stage where you get a budget, you put it aside and you say, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to grow this? So sponsor your podcast instead, because if your competitors don't have a podcast or even if they do and they're doing it organically and they're not sponsoring it, I mean, wow, someone's going to search for that phrase and they're going to find your podcast that they can engage with, or they're going to find your competitors, boring websites that they can scroll up and down and maybe get in touch with and maybe some LinkedIn profiles, but they're going to find you and they're going to hear you and they're going to decide whether they resonate with you or not. And whether they do or whether they don't, both are a good thing, as we said earlier. Just finding, just finding out more content, put it out there, put it out there, put it out there. I can't, 100%. I can't, uh, emphasize that enough. Phil, it's been a pleasure. I mean, man, time flew by on this one. It's been a real pleasure and a joy brother. And I hope you guys come and join us as well. I'd love to introduce you to the billionaires in boxes network, bro. I'd love to, I'd love to. We're going to set that up. Ladies For and sure. gents, I got one more show today. I mean, we're talking about putting out content. We did four today Four. this is the third one of the day. So I'll see you guys a little while later. Peace, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.